by making up for lost time. I'm Jake Westbrook, and you're listening to Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. We're all at the Snorthoff home today as we celebrate America's national homecoming with you all. McLean's here next to me, and he's wearing a very nice pilgrim hat. It looks good on me. We're here with the Snorthoffs, Sydney and Maisie, and Maisie's parents, and may I say they really outdid themselves. The food, the decorations, there's even a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, we're just happy to have you all over to our new house for the first time. It was all Maisie's idea. This is so nice. Our first Thanksgiving all together, just the family. Well, just the family and those two mooses over there. Well, Sydney and I figured since Jake and McLean played such a big part in getting us together, it was the least we could do to invite them. Sorry, fellas. You'll have to excuse Maisie's mother. He ain't exactly the most well-mannered person. Well, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle for a chat, you ain't exactly the king of etiquette yourself. Well, Blanche, I never claimed to be. Say, when do we eat? It's getting about that time to put on the feed bag. I'm jonesing for some green bean casserole with a pumpkin pie on top. Boy, oh boy, just let me at that toiky neck. Say, speaking of which, I'd better perform my duty as the family patriarch and carve that boyd. It's gotta be done cooking by now. I just took it out of the oven. Feel free to start. Oh, uh, Sydney said he can carve the turkey? Sydney wants to carve the turkey? Can you carve the turkey? Carve the turkey? <laughs> of course I can. Hold up, son. You've attempted carving before, if I recall. Yeah, don't worry, Pop. I've learned more about turkey anatomy since last time. Don't call me Pop. You got it, Pop. No need to worry about the carving job, folks. I just need someone to quickly remind me which end is the drumsticks and which end is the wings, and we'll be all set to get this show on the road. The wings are the smaller end. Oh, thank you. I'll go in the kitchen now and get the carving. Yeah, and uh, make sure you grab the part of the knife that's not pointy. Oh, don't worry about me. <laughs> ah, you make a mistake once and they never let you forget it. Oh, boy. I'll be right back. I have to check on the rolls. I'm afraid Sidney's gonna hurt himself carving that Boyd. Oh, don't worry about Sid. Jokes aside, the kid knows what he's doing some of the time. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, while Sydney carves the turkey, we're going to get the show underway with some Thanksgiving-themed music. But first, a holiday message from one Mr. Bing Crosby. Well, folks, here's another Thanksgiving. I guess certainly it's, it's one of our most genuine holidays. There seems to be something about Thanksgiving that prevents the advertising lads, bless their sly little hearts, from turning it into a commercial bonanza. Christmas, they they have that locked up pretty good. A few months ago, I flicked on the television set. We do have one. It's cleverly masquerading as a cheval glass. And there was jolly old Pringle, Papacita Noel, hawking the newest thing in supersonic toys and admonishing the wee fry to hurry, 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 only 169 more shopping days until Christmas. Well, in spite of Operation Christmas being a billion-dollar item in accounts receivable, it, it winds up as the most wonderful day of the year, but... 
Thanksgiving, to me anyway, is something very special. It's Uncle Sam's number one day. Ordinarily, I don't go around thinking about pilgrims, but on Thanksgiving, I do like to think about that small cadre of freedom-minded gentlemen who landed at Plymouth Rock 334 years ago. In 1621, after a year of back-breaking work, they reaped their first meager harvest, and they set aside a day of Thanksgiving. The Nimrods amongst them the, betook themselves to the forest, and they blunderbussed a wild turkey or two, but the main item on the menu was prayer. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. You know, we can be mighty thankful to those pilgrims because they parlayed a lot of hardship, a lot of struggle, into a lot of nation. Now, skipping about 300 years and coming up to the days when my generation of Crosbys were in knee pants and black-ribbed stockings, I must say we had many a happy Thanksgiving up there in Spokane. Because Mom's kitchen on this most culinary of days was loaded with more goodies than Mike Romanoff's. And <laughs> you didn't have to tip the head waiter, either. Mmm, that kitchen. What a chain reaction of tempting aromas. Baked parsnips, even. Gosh, I bet I haven't had a parsnip in 20 years. And the pies. Well, Mom not only had several different kinds of pie, she had several different kinds of mince pie. And when it came time to whittle the turkey, I was strictly a drumstick man myself, but Bro Ev, he always took 10% of the breast meat. He was an agent even then. Amazing thing, too, we, we could stuff ourselves tighter than a boiled sausage lick and still dash right out and play touch ball or anti-eye over or something. I guess the fizz people hadn't invented acid indigestion yet. When I left Spokane and hit the road to show business, my Thanksgiving repast, they, they got a little spotty. White meat was all dark, all hamburger. But after a pilish year or two, or three or four, maybe more, things got better. And today, of course, I look back upon many a heartwarming Thanksgiving spread with Dixie and our four freeloaders. And I think of those festive feasts with a, a mixture of fondness and a little sadness, too. But don't we all? I mean, we've all been dealt our share of the bitter, the sweet. But somehow the sorrows are always outweighed by the blessings. Certainly, if I was to tote mine up, I'd, I'd have to list them on a roller towel. High up on the list is the family, and I've been blessed with a good one. Naturally, I'm thankful, too, for being an infinitesimal integer in show business. And I'm thankful to so many people who encouraged me to go on singing. I'll never know whether these folks were just good-hearted or didn't have an ear for music. They might have been toned down. Anyway, Thanksgiving seems an appropriate day to say that I'm grateful. And to sort of wind up this mental meandering, I'd like to say that number one on my list of blessings, and yours too, is our good fortune to live in the good old 48. Any part of it. I've got plenty to be thankful for I haven't got a great big yacht To sail from shore to shore Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got plenty to be thankful for 
No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor. Still I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got eyes to see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. To see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, buy them all, five and ten cents store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Kaiser Broiler Foil. It's quilted for extra strength. It's 14 inches wide. Day before holiday. Make a gondola for the turkey of strong, wide, quilted Kaiser Broiler Foil to roast in, store in, reheat in next day. Season and store vegetables in quilted foil packets to bake next day. And the pie baked and stored on Kaiser Broiler Foil to top off next day's dinner. Do ahead dinner details in November Good Housekeeping or pick up recipes at your grocer's. Ask your grocer for Kaiser Quilted Foil. If he hasn't got it, tell him to get it.
Gently seasoned stuffing, just like yours. Sodas 
with those whipped cream fillers The girl I promised I would call I'm homesick, that's all I miss the midnight services on Christmas Eve And the joy when Christmas morning came I miss the scramble for the wishbone every Sunday And the big Thanksgiving football game I miss the times I had to set the table I miss the rolls my mother made When she was able The fragrant bonfires in the fall I'm homesick, that's all I miss the times I had to set the table I miss the roads my mother made when she was able The fragrant bonfires in the fall I'm homesick, that's all Welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're all at the Snorthoff household today as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Sydney started carving the turkey and uh, he should be finishing up by now, right? 
Well, he and Maisie have been out in the kitchen long enough. I don't know what's taking them so long. Hey, give the kid a break. I always take a little time getting the hang of it. I get taking a little time, but this is getting ridiculous. I don't think that Sydney is capable of carving a toiki, much less being married to my daughter. Hey now, Blanche. Say what you want about Sidheimer, but he's a good kid. He and I have had our disagreements here and there. Well, I'm proud to have him as a son-in-law, and I'm sure he knows what he's doing carving that toiki in there. Huh. Hey, folks. Sorry about the wait. I'm trying to carve the turkey in there. Really am, but it's, it's fighting back. Fighting back? Oh, I swear that thing's alive. Every time I try cutting into it, the bird moves out from under the knife and the roaster pan goes flying across the counter. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you, you want to make sure that the knife is sharp, Sid. Oh, that knife is sharp, all right. I gave myself a pretty sizable flesh wound with it, but Maisie put some pressure on it and she subdued the bleeding before I passed out. Uh, Sydney, are you sure you don't want some help in there? No, no, no. I'm hosting this Thanksgiving, and as the man of the house, I'm gonna get the job done. All right, I think I'm ready to make another assault on the beast now. And it's a far better thing that I do than I have ever done. Wish me luck. Once more into the fray! Well, he's certainly dramatic enough. He has a performative air about him. Well, while Sydney battles it out with the bird, on to the second half of our show, an episode of The Aldridge Family. Henry! Henry Aldridge! Coming, Mother! Yes, it's The Aldridge Family, as transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Elm Street in Centerville is a house like many other houses, and it might be a very solemn and staid place if there weren't a boy in it. And when that boy is a typical teenager like Henry Aldrich, well, it's a place where unexpected things are always happening. The scene opens in one of Centerville's grocery stores. The time is afternoon. Hello? 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 Hello, Mother. This is Henry. Who? Henry. Henry Aldrich, your son. Oh. Is everything all right, dear? Are you all through at the store? Practically. I just wanted to tell you, though, they're all out of mincemeat, and I've been to two other stores. What's that? They don't have any mincemeat at all? No. Mr. Preston said people shouldn't let their shopping go till the day before Thanksgiving. He said that... Dear, I don't care what he said. It's going to be a blow to your father. But I guess he'll have to be satisfied with pumpkin pie. I know, but they don't have any pumpkins either. Don't they have any canned pumpkins? Oh, canned pumpkin? And Henry, have you picked up the turkey? No, not yet. I haven't been over to that side of the store. Well, dear, you go over there just as soon as you hang up and tell Mr. McGill you want the turkey I ordered three weeks ago. Yes, Mother. Only how about sage? What about it? Hey, Henry. What do you want, Homer? When you get through with that phone, I want it. What's that, Henry? Mother, I said, what shall I do about sage? They're all out of it. Henry, they can't be. Mr. Preston said it's a count of the late shopping. Well, dear, you ask Mr. Preston whether he can't fix up Mrs. Aldrich with just a little sage for her Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sure he has some put away somewhere. Listen, Henry, when can I use that phone? Gee whiz, Homer, can't you see I'm talking to my mother? What's that, Henry? Nothing, Mother, I'm just talking to Homer. Henry, you aren't fooling around. 
around down there with Homer, are you? What's that? It sounds to me like you haven't done any of the shopping I sent you to do. Well, I'm doing the best I can, Mother. Gee whiz, all I've got is two pair of hands. Listen, Henry, I've got to use that phone. Well, please hurry, dear, and don't waste any time with Homer. But, Mother... Goodbye. Goodbye. Boy, Henry, it's about time. Gee whiz, Homer, you have to push a guy right out of the booth. Don't speak to me. Don't say a word. I'm trying to remember five different things to tell my mother. Gee, I've got to get some sage. Please. Mm, squash, chestnut, cinnamon. Number, please. Uh, cinnamon. I mean, uh, operator, just make it plain 232 without the cinnamon. May I have your number, please? I told you, 232, Elm. Elm, 232. Gee whiz, now I've forgotten our whole Thanksgiving dinner. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon. Oh, boy. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon. Hello? Yeah, listen, Mother, what came after cinnamon? What's that? Who did you want? Isn't this my mother? Well, yes, Homer, it is. Have you got everything for our dinner? Well, the only thing on your list that they've got is breadcrumbs and cleaning powder. Well, did you get them? Well, yes, but it isn't much of a Thanksgiving dinner. What's that? Oh, boy, cranberries. What? I just happen to remember cranberries. That's what came after cinnamon. Well, what about them? I can't get any. Oh, now, Homer, they must have at least a few cranberries. No, they haven't. Henry Aldridge got the last half pound. What's that? Oh, Homer, you aren't wasting your afternoon with Henry Aldrich, are you? No. Only gee whiz, he bought the last cranberries. Well, dear, I don't see how we can have turkey without cranberries. Well, you don't have to worry, Mother. I've got something even better. Oh, that's good. What'd you get? Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup? To go with turkey? Oh, well, I like it on anything. And so does Father. I know, dear. And it's red. If you pour it on corn kernels, it looks just like cranberries. <laughs> oh, Homer, did you tell Mr. McGill you want our turkey? Well, that's another thing. There's only one. Well, one is all we want. No, I mean one turkey for everybody. And Mr. McGill isn't sure, but he's pretty sure Mrs. Aldridge reserved that. Now, dear, Mrs. Aldridge didn't reserve that turkey any more than I did. I asked Mr. McGill to put it aside for me weeks ago. You did? Yes, now run right over and tell him. Hey, Homer, i got to use that phone again. Well, just a minute, Henry. Homer, is Henry Aldridge there? Well, yes, Mother. Well, he hasn't got hold of that turkey, has he? Just a minute. Henry, what's in that big bag there? Squash. Now, hurry up, Homer. Mother, it's all right. It's squash. Oh, oh, Homer, did you get any squash? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. They don't have the kind you wanted. Look, shall I get the kind Henry got? Dear, get any kind, just so long as your father has a good squash when he sits down with his turkey. (laughs) Okay. Homer, will you let me have that phone? Okay, here. Well, thanks. Hello? Hello? Listen, Homer, why are you handing me your mother? Well, hang her up. What? (laughs) Goodbye, Mother. Boy, will I be glad when Thanksgiving is over. Homer, will you please get your oranges and flour and stuff out of this booth? I'm getting them out, Henry. Listen, where did you get that squash? There aren't any more. There aren't? Henry, I'm getting sick of you taking the last everything in this place. Homer, you gotta keep your eyes open around here. Number, please. Elm 303. Elm 303. Just a minute there, Aldrich. What's that? What do you got there in your hand? A can of pumpkin. It was the last one on the counter. I'll say it was. I've been looking all over for it. For this? That's part of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Now give it to me. Oh, gee whiz. Hello? Hello, Mother. What do you think just happened? Dear, what is it you want now? Well, I was going to ask whether one can of pumpkin would be enough. Well, I guess I could make a pie with one can. But, Mother, they just took it away from me. What? The man said Mrs. Bartlett saw it first. Dear, do you realize tomorrow is Thanksgiving? It sounds to me as though you aren't even trying. Mother, you'll be glad to hear I got a lot of parsley. Parsley? There doesn't seem to be much of a demand for that. I took six pounds. (laughs) Henry, do you have our turkey? 
Oh, yeah, gee whiz. You say you have it? No. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you reminded me. Well, you hurry right over to Mr. McGill and ask him for it. Y- yes, Mother, I'll go right away. Goodbye. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir? Did you want me? When you took that can of pumpkin, did you pick up a can of cinnamon, too? Cinnamon? No, sir, I haven't even seen any cinnamon. Well, somebody took a can of cinnamon right out of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Hey, Homer. What, Henry? Is Mr. McGill here at the meat counter? Yeah, he's in the back room wrapping... Uh, that is, I mean, he's wrapping something up for me. Okay, I'll wait for him. Well, he may be in there for quite a while, Henry. Why waste time? Why don't you go over to the other side of the store and do some more shopping? Well, I finally got all mine done, except for one thing. You sure? I mean, why don't you go over and get some cinnamon? They don't have any. Well, sure they have. I just got a can. All I have to buy is something right here for Mr. McGill. Oh, you do? Sure. Hey, Homer, before I forget, have you got your composition written for English? Oh, gee whiz, we don't have to have it ready until Monday. Well, I know, but I'm going to do mine tonight. Then I'll have a free mind for the whole weekend. Gee whiz, what's keeping Mr. McGill? I'm going to go back there and look for him. Now, wait a minute, Henry, wait. Before? Uh, well, the composition is supposed to be about uh, what you did on Thanksgiving Day. I know. Well, how are you going to write about what you did on Thanksgiving Day on the day before it? All I'm going to do, Homer, is eat. I'm going to eat turkey at noon, and then in the evening I'm going to have cold turkey, and just before I go to bed I'm going to have some more turkey. Oh, well, that's nice. Sounds like an interesting composition. Uh, now then, Homer, here you are. A very nice 18 pounds. Thank you, Mr. McGill. Thank you very much. It's the last one. It's so long, Henry. Homer, you haven't told me what you're going to do on Thanksgiving Day. Homer? Gee whiz, is he in a hurry? Now then, young man, what can I do for you? Didn't you explain to Mr. McGill that he promised me a turkey? Well, sure, Mother. And he said that he could definitely promise you one. When? The day after tomorrow. Henry, I need a turkey for Thanksgiving, not the day after. When Homer took that turkey, did you tell him he was really taking our Thanksgiving dinner? Mother, I didn't have a chance to. He just grabbed it from right under my nose and ran. And Mr. McGill said Homer told him we didn't want the turkey? Well, Mr. McGill said Homer didn't actually say it. He just implied that we didn't. Very well. Henry, here's what I want you to do. You're to go over to the Browns and tell Homer's mother exactly what happened. And demand the turkey? You don't have to demand it, dear. If you just explain things, I'm sure Mrs. Brown will be only too glad to give it to you. She will? Yes, dear. Now start right away. Yes, Mother. And hurry right back with it. Yes, Mother. Alice? Yes, Sam? Where did you just send Henry? Over to the Browns, dear, to get that turkey. Now, wait a minute, Alice. Dear, I'm sorry. It isn't theirs. It's ours. And we have guests coming. But, Alice, the Browns are old friends of ours. You can't do a thing like that to them. Not at Thanksgiving. And besides, in all fairness, they have an equal right to that turkey. Now, the sensible thing to do is... Whom are you calling? Number, please. Elm 391. Elm 391. Sam, you aren't inviting anyone else for dinner, are you? No, Alice, I'm calling the market. Dear, believe me, they don't have any more turkeys down there. Very well. We'll get something else. Old Hill Market, good afternoon. Good afternoon, this is Mr. Ulrich. Oh, yes, sir. I'd like to place an order with you. All right, Mr. Ulrich. Now then, I'd like a couple of real nice roasters. What's that? Roasting chickens, say five or six pounds each. But, Mr. Ulrich, where am I going to get... What's that? There isn't a chicken left in the place. Oh. Well, then you'd better make it a couple of good-sized ducks. Personally, I like duck just as well as turkey. No ducks, Mr. Aldrich. No ducks. Now, wait a minute. You must have something. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know, Mr. Aldrich, but it seems like everybody waited till the last minute to do their shopping. My wife and I are having salmon. (laughs) We're having company for dinner. 
I'll tell you what I can do, Mr. Aldrich. How would you like me to cut up a nice oxtail for you? <laughs> oxtail? What for? For Thanksgiving. It isn't the same as chicken, but it makes a dandy stew and very nourishing. Yeah. Yeah, well, just skip the whole thing. Now, will there be anything else, Mr. Aldrich? No, thank you. I guess you've got everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alice. Which did you get, Sam? Chickens or ducks? I've been thinking it over, Alice, and it seems to me you have a perfect right to demand that turkey from the Browns. And, dear, that's exactly what I told Henry to do. Good. But when Henry comes back with it, the thing to do is to call the Browns and insist that they come over here and have Thanksgiving with us. But, Sam, that turkey isn't large enough for all of their guests and our guests, too. Oh. Well, that's too bad. I hate to see the Browns go without... Yeah, I'll answer. Of course, if we serve plenty of muffins and yams, we might be able to stretch it. Hello. Is this you, Father? Yes, Henry. Where are you? I'm downtown. Well, hurry on home. Don't dawdle with that turkey. Father, I'm dawdling without the turkey. What? They wouldn't give it to me. Mr. Brown said they bought and paid for the turkey, and that's all there was to it. Oh, he did. Father, isn't there any other place to get a turkey? I'm not interested in any other turkey. We're going to have that one the Browns have, and we're going to eat it tomorrow. Alone. They're not invited. You want me to go back and tell them? No, I'll take care of it. Father, I'm going to go back to see Homer anyhow. Never mind that, Henry. You come right home. Father. Henry. Yes, sir. I'll be right there. Alice. Yes, Sam. What's the matter? I have tried to be patient. I have tried to be considerate. Now I am going to do something. What? Here, Alice. Take this phone. I want you to call the Browns and demand our turkey. <laughs> Is that what she said, Elizabeth? Yes, Will. Why, in all the years I've known Alice Aldridge, I've never heard her talk that way to anyone. All right. All right. If they want to make an issue of the turkey, it's all right with me. Mother, I'll be back in a little while. Homer, where are you going? Well, just over to Henry's. It isn't so late, Mother. Homer, let's get this straight. You're not to have anything to do with Henry Aldridge. Not ever? Not until we've eaten that turkey. <laughs> and if he wants to speak to you, that's his loss. Yeah, but look, I've got to write a composition, and I need a little advice about Thanksgiving. Well, you won't get it over there. I don't think the Aldriches are celebrating Thanksgiving this year. Well, can't one of you answer that phone? Now, Elizabeth, don't touch it. It's probably Sam Aldrich calling to pick a fight with me about that turkey. Well, now, Will, the least you can do is talk to him. Even if he loses his temper, you don't have to lose yours. Elizabeth, I'm just going to sit here absolutely calm. Father, would you be willing to help me with my composition? What's your problem? Well, I have to compare what the Pilgrims did on their first Thanksgiving with what I did tomorrow. Well, for one thing, you can point at uh, what you did tomorrow. Yes, sir. What did you do tomorrow? What's that? Homer, what are we talking about? Well, I think you should at least go to the phone and tell Sam you're not going to give him that turkey. He'll find out soon enough, Elizabeth. He'll find out. He's found out already. Well, I... What's that? It's the front door. And I'm not going to sit here and just hear bells ringing. I'll go to the door. I'm willing to do that. Well, let me know who it is. The same here, Father. Hello there, Will. Well, well, Sam Aldrich, aren't you, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> won't you come in? No, thanks, Will. Uh, Mr. Brown, is Homer here? Uh, now, Henry, you stay right here on the steps where you are. Don't bother the brow. Oh, uh, Henry's no bother. Uh, is there something I can do for you, Sam? Will... I don't know what this is all about, but I take it that Alice lost her temper when she phoned your wife a few minutes ago. Just between ourselves, Will, women have a tendency to exaggerate the importance of things. You're right, Sam. I tried to reason with Elizabeth. 
I'm afraid she went a little overboard herself. When you get right down to it, there isn't any turkey in the world worth sacrificing our friendship over. No, no, of course not. And Alice will be the first to admit the same thing. That's just the way Elizabeth feels. So, I just wanted to tell you to enjoy the turkey and have a fine Thanksgiving. Uh, now, wait a second, Sam. The fact is, I was just going to start for your house with that turkey. No, no, Will, no, no. Just forget the whole thing. No, Sam, I mean it. Uh, <laughs> Gee whiz, Father, is Mr. Brown really going to give us the turkey? Henry, if he brings the turkey out here, we're not going to take it. Why not? Well, don't you think I have any pride? I never got down on my knees for a turkey before. And then... hey, here you are, Sam. It's all wrapped and everything. Oh, no, no, Will. No, 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 Will. Where are you going with that turkey? Be quiet, Elizabeth. Here, Sam. <laughs> Oh, no. I wouldn't think of it. You keep it and have a nice dinner tomorrow. Now, Sam, there's no use in your going down those steps without this. Here, Henry, you take it. Shall I, Father? Uh, no, Henry. Come along. Sam! There's no use following us, Will. It's your turkey. No, Sam, it's yours. I'm putting it right here on the front walk. All right, Will. If you want to leave it there, it's all right with me. There it is on the sidewalk, Sam. I'm going back in the house. And Henry and I are going down the street. Father, hey, Father. What's the matter? Look at those three dogs coming. What's that? Hey, hey, get away from there. Scott. Scott. Just look. One of them took it. Uh, what's that? He took it. Come back here. Well, Will, that was certainly a foolish thing for you to do. What do you mean, for me to do? What did you leave it there for? I left it. I left it. You put it down there yourself. Well, why didn't you pick it up? Why should I? It's your turkey, Will. If you want it, you go get it. Come on, Henry. We've got other things to do. But she whiz, Father. Well, of all... Of all... What's the matter, Father? Come on, Homer. We've got to chase a dog. (laughs) A dog, Father? For Thanksgiving? getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. The Browns had somehow got a turkey from the meat market that had been reserved for Mrs. Aldrich. And then while Mr. Aldrich and Mr. Brown were each trying to outdo the other with politeness over the bird, a stray dog ran off with it. The scene opens in the basement of the Elm Street Church. The time is that same evening. Step right in, folks. Step right in. The auction's going to begin shortly. Hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Mr. Aldridge. Hi, Henry. Hello. Has the bidding started yet? No, we'll be starting pretty soon. Pretty nice turkey? Oh, uh, nicest bird you ever saw. 25-pounder. Come on, Henry. Step right in, folks. The auction will begin shortly. Gee, Father, I just happened to remember something. You know that darn dog that stole our turkey? Mr. Brown's turkey. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think his name is Dodo, and he belongs to that family that lives down on the corner of Maine and Elm. Where? You know, where the fence is broken down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the family Will Brown's always complaining about. They got about 15 children. Yeah, and two dogs for every child. Pardon me, Mr. Aldrich. I want to get right up here in front. Oh, hello, Mrs. Bryant. Well, now, folks. Folks, we're auctioning off just one turkey tonight, but it sure is a beauty. They say it's a direct descendant of the first turkey the pilgrims ate. Oh, hey. <laughs> hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Will Brown. Hi, Homer. Hi. We aren't late, are we? You haven't sold a turkey yet, have you? No, sir, but we're going to start right away. Uh, come on, Homer. Let's get over here to one side. Boy, am I tired. Uh, does this tear in my pants show? What tear? When that dog tripped me. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't show too much if you don't bend down. Homer, why couldn't you have remembered this auction before I tried to climb that fence? All right. All 
All right, friends, here she is. It's all for charity, a worthy cause. Bid freely and generously. You may be sure good use will be made of the money. Now, what am I offered for this beautiful turkey? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen I bid. That's an insult to this beautiful bird. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get up and walk off in a huff. <laughs> Who'll make it eighteen? Twenty. Twenty I have. Why, the drumsticks are worth that. Uh, now, now it's 25. Now it's 25. 30. Now it's 30. Now we're going. I have 30 bids. Father, aren't you going to bid? $30.50. No, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I'm only taking dollar bids on this. It's all for charity. All right, then. Make it 30. 31. 30, 31 what, Father? 31 what? Dollars, I'm afraid. Uh, 31. 31 it is. Who'll make it 32? 33. I, I mean, 32. No, I heard you the first time, lady. 33 you made it, and thank you. 35. 35 I bid. 35. Well, Homer, I guess that lets us out. 35 I have from Mr. Aldrich. Who'll make it 40? Homer, did he say Aldrich? Oh, gee whiz. Who'll make it 40? 45. 45 I bid. 45. That'll show Sam Aldrich. 45, Mr. 50. 55. Gee whiz, Father. Keep quiet, Homer. 55 I bid. 55. Who'll make it 60? 60. Well, thank you, Mr. Brown. You raised your own bid. Thank you. I did? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Sixty-seven. Seventy. Seventy I have. Seventy for charity. Seventy once. Seventy twice. Father, suppose Mother hears about this. Seventy twice. Do I hear more? Uh, what did he say, Homer? I don't want to make another mistake. Do I hear more? Father, I'd like to... Now listen, Homer, for the last time, be quiet. Sold for seventy dollars to Samuel Lawler. To who? That's a fine thing. And, Homer, it's all your fault. Mine? Well, how are you, Will? How are you, Sam? Now, uh, Mr. Aldrich, if you'll step up here and pay your $70... All right, I'll be happy to. Bye, Homer. Bye, Henry. Mr. Aldrich, I want you to know this turkey is going to be wrapped and sent to one of the most deserving families in town. What's that? And presented, of course, with the compliments of the whole Aldrich family. <laughs> what? Oh, boy! <laughs> Come here, Dodo. Nice doggy, Dodo. Won't he give you the turkey, Papa? Dodo, give Papa the turkey. Junior, keep away. Do you want to frighten him? Here, Dodo. Give me that turkey. That's a nasty turkey, Dodo. You won't like it. Papa, where do you suppose he got it? Natalie, will you stand back and all the rest of you keep back? All right. Stand back, everybody, and let Papa get the turkey. Now, Dodo, for the last time, I want that turkey. We need that turkey. We haven't had a turkey dinner in this house in years. Daddy got it! Daddy, where's we got a turkey? Look at it, look at it. Where do you suppose Dodo found that turkey, Papa? Uh, well, I don't believe in looking a gift dog in the mouth. <laughs> Besides, Dodo knows a lot of people in this town. It, is that the front door? Yes, Papa. It is? Now, look, Junior, take this turkey and go into the kitchen with it. All right. It's our turkey now. Good evening, Mr. Foley. I've got a surprise for you. Uh, what's that, Mr. Johnson? Uh, here you are. It's partly from the Elm Street Church and partly from Sam Aldrich. Oh, what's this, a turkey? A 25-pounder and all the trimmings to go with it. Oh, Papa! Oh, Gee, where's God. another turkey? Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> Just a minute, Alice, and I'll turn the light off. Don't forget to open the window before you get into bed. 
Mother. Yes, Henry, come in. Mother, I hate to bother you, but could you look over this composition for spelling? Not tonight, dear, but leave it here. I'll go over it in the morning. All right, and thanks. Good night, Henry. Good night. Good night, dear. You know, Alice, I've been thinking it over. You've been thinking what over, Sam? I don't see any reason why we should ask the Browns over for dinner tomorrow. To be quite frank, dear, I agree with you. I'll admit we've been good friends, but after the way Will acted today... And I didn't like Elizabeth's attitude. So we might just as well... Dear, how do you spell Pocahontas? What's that? I guess Henry spelled it right. Anyway, I don't see any point in having guests here for a dinner of cranberries and chestnuts. But dear, I told you we're also having corned beef hash. Hash? Of course I know it isn't turkey, but... Sam, how do you spell Pocahontas? Pocahontas? There's no K in it, is there? (laughs) There may be in the original Indian spelling. Sam, listen to this. Listen to what? What I did on Thanksgiving by Henry W. Aldrich. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Yes, dear, but stop interrupting. This year, the same as last year, we did the same old stuff that we did every other year. (laughs) To begin with, our dinner consisted of turkey. Only he scratched that out and wrote chicken. Yeah? Where does he think he's going to eat chicken? Then he scratched that out and just left it blank. Oh. (laughs) After we finished this hearty meal, we felt very stuffed and all sat around and talked about the price of things and the weather and business and stuff like that. Back in the old days, however, it was much more interesting. Then there wasn't much food for anybody, and the pilgrims had to shoot turkeys just like Indians. Pocahontas was one Indian, for example, but she was a good Indian. Mincemeat in those days they didn't have at that time, nor things like sage, because no more ships came in that year. When you once got some food, you had to hang on to it for dear life, because almost anybody might steal it, usually a wolf. There were no stores to buy things, so if a wolf took your turkey and stuff, you were out of luck. Let let me see that eye. But it was because of all this that the Pilgrim Fathers, from whom we are all sprung, celebrated their first Thanksgiving and bowed their heads when they sat down over what was in many cases just plain cornmeal mush, which is something that even my mother has never gotten me to like as much as I admire the pilgrims for the other things they did. But even cornmeal mush is all right, I guess, as long as they had neighbors to share it. Because, as my father says... When it comes to Thanksgiving, it's the spirit and not the stuffing that counts. Hmm. Father, Homer's on the phone. His folks say if we could bring over a few eggs, they have some cornmeal to make cornmeal muffins, and won't we come over for dinner tomorrow? What do you mean, won't we come over? You tell them to pack up their cornmeal and come over here. I can ask them. Yes, dear, and tell Mrs. Brown if she has any cinnamon to please bring it. I'm going to make applesauce. another hour or so, dear. Well, look, Mr. Foley's dog, Dodo, is out in the front yard. Yes, Henry. And Homer and I are going to take him and do a little hunting. Hunting, dear? 
just around the neighborhood and see what we can dig up. Flavorful golden brown turkey is the crowning glory of your holiday dinner table. And real butter helps you serve a butter-baked masterpiece. Here's how to butter-bake your turkey. After stuffing the bird, pat lots of soft butter all over, especially on the drumsticks, breast, and wings. Next, cover the entire turkey with cheesecloth dipped in melted butter to protect it from shrinking in your oven. Then bake it slowly, without a lid. Never higher than 300 to 325 degrees. Every half hour, baste with butter. When it's golden brown, you'll serve your family and guests the juiciest, tenderest turkey ever because you use butter. This year, bake your holiday turkey the American Dairy Association way with real butter. Hi, you've been listening to Yesterday Today. We're finishing up our annual Thanksgiving show while uh, our Thanksgiving meal has yet to begin. Sydney's got to be done with carving the turkey by now, right? I just went in the kitchen and checked on him. He's made some progress, but it's still an uphill battle. I can't believe it's taken that boy so long. Just what kind of man did our Maisie marry? Blanche, Blanche, come on now. There's no need for that. It's just carving a toiky. So what if Sydney ain't a natural at cutting a boyd? I just think it says a lot about who Sydney is. How can we expect him to protect our daughter if he's losing a knife fight to a cooked toiky? He's coughed himself more than the boyd. Okay, that's it. That's enough. What do you mean? All week long you've been making comments about Sydney. You've been nitpicking a boy at every turn. Oh, I have not. Yesterday, you said he was chewing his gum too quietly. Well, what's he trying to hide it for? Look, I know that Sidney ain't exactly the type of guy we expected Maisie to marry. I know that better than anybody. If I had my way, Maisie would have married someone who was a lot more successful, a lot taller, a lot more good-looking, a lot more athletic, and had season tickets to the New York Metropolitans. Where was I going with this? You were talking about how great Sydney is. Right, look, Blanche, I gotten to know Sydney a lot since he and Maisie got together. He's a good kid. He bungles things up now and again, and he has moose-like tendencies here and there. But his heart's in the right place, Blanche. And I know our marriage didn't work out. It's easy to get cynical and things like that after after you had love sour on you. But I know Cindy and Macy love each other more than you and I ever did. I suppose you have a point. Of course. Those two kids are nuts about each other. Cindy might have a ways to go as a man, but as far as husbands go, he ain't bad. So cut the kids some slack, would you? I guess I can back down a little. That's more like it. Sydney did it. He finished carving the turkey. He did? He did? He did? He did? It wasn't an easy job, but I got it done. Just took a little craftsmanship and some Yankee ingenuity, that's all. <laughs> hmm. 
I took it out of the garage, put it in the vice, and ran it through the electric saw. What? Y you gotta be kidding. Oh, it's okay. I washed the blade first. Sydney, that's... Oh, come on. Don't act like you're too good for some rusty hex saw toiki. Everyone take a seat and let's get the feast started. Should we all go around the table and say what we're most thankful for? I'm thankful our Maisie found herself a husband that cares for her so deeply and is willing to do nearly anything to make things special. Me too. That and the Chicago Bears trading for the Panthers' first round draft pick. Well, I'm thankful for my husband and my parents who are the most loving and supportive mom and pop a girl could ask for. I'm thankful that, by the sheer grace of God, I did not decapitate a limb today. I second that. And I'm thankful for all of you, our listeners, for tuning into this silly little program every week. We hope the time that you spend with family, football, and good food this week is blessed and bountiful. From us to you, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, pass the gravy, will ya? Oh, here we go. Where's the mashed potatoes? The turkey is in the oven, the pies are on the breadboard, and Mrs. McGee is in the front hall talking to her neighbors. I just wanted to know if there was anything I could get for you. Oh, anything I can bring? You just bring your appetite. We'd have everything else. Well, Rosie, what's the Thanksgiving dinner? Got a big turkey going, man. I'm proud. Look, we got a 24-pound turkey. Hey, isn't he a whopper? I think I'll go back and take a look at it. And now, Uncle, don't start sampling it tonight. No, I won't. That turkey isn't going to get the best of me this time. You know, this is my favorite holiday. Oh, mine too. See, every Thanksgiving day, I'm bursting with sentiment, brotherly love, conviviality, and stuffing. Well, I just called up to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Do you know what all we had today, Mr. Love? Well, if you don't mind, Cedric, I just as leave you didn't tell me. I had a stack of mashed potatoes about a mile hunter, all tippered with the best gravy you ever tasted. Cedric, don't bother to tell me about it. I'm giving a Thanksgiving dinner, and I'd like enough turkey for nine. Uh, Jack, didn't you invite Don Wilson? Oh, oh yes. Make that enough for 15. Forgot about that cranberries and turkey dressing and pumpkin pie with whipped cream on Cedric. Yeah. He found an old family recipe for a special cranberry sauce, and he's going to make it himself. It was such a big dinner, and we ought to invite somebody to share it with him. Wonderful season, Thanksgiving. Of course, all my relatives will be over for Thanksgiving dinner. I know they will. They're circling over the house now. But I'm going to have my hands full with the pies and the turkey and a few other little items. You go right ahead. You won't be in my way a bit. Where is the turkey? Von Val, keep your shade on. Oh, so Rumson is spending Thanksgiving alone? I didn't ask him yet. I don't care where he's spent. Dinah, I want to present you with the most beautiful peg you've ever seen. Well, where is it? Right here. Hyman, come on in. Well, I know Rumson Bullet is difficult at times, but he's a lonely man. I think he wants to be alone. Why don't you try putting that in the icebox? A live turkey? This is ridiculous. I don't believe it. Where did this recipe originate, originally? Well, that's an interesting story, kiddo. But I'll never forget Thanksgiving when I was a kid back in Cleveland. It was really fascinating to watch my brother eat. He was the first kid in Cleveland who had teeth with power steering. The recipe was invented by, as I recall, my mother's grandmother's great-grandmother's mother. Oh, her. One year, Dad took pictures of us kids eating, but they came out a little blurred. No camera has yet been invented that can work at that speed. 
served it up with this cranberry sauce, and the family all claimed it was the best Thanksgiving dinner they'd ever had that year. Uh, little Mike's from the children's home. He's having dinner with us. Yeah, turkey. I'd like you to join us, if you will. See you wait a minute, Mr. Boomer. Even on Thanksgiving, he's a hard man to like. Jack, will you do the carving? Sure, I love to carve. Give me that knife. Now, Don, would you like white meat, dark meat, a leg, or a wing? Yes, thank you, with mashed potatoes. That bird is most cooperative. You know that chestnut dressing you made? <laughs> he just sucked himself with it. Anyway, we hope you're all having a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, Buck, be thankful for it. It's sure nice for all of us to be here on Thanksgiving, a day set aside where families can get together in common bond and humbly give thanks in a spirit of brotherly love. There's room for one more. You mean... Uh, yeah, how many times do we have to add to this? Some more of that white meat. That's my leg. You should have told me sooner. I put some gravy on it. I'm so glad you're going to be with us. Thank you, Gildersleeve. Don't cry, Mr. Bullard. You have more friends than you thought you had. Well, it turned out just fine. Yep. I don't know when I've enjoyed a turkey dinner so much. Yes, sir. There's something about Thanksgiving. 